Welcome to Warrior, the art of war for life, a podcast for those who want to win. Leadership lessons, motivational mindsets, empowering principles, success strategies, and transformational tactics from Swinza, the master of victory. I'm your guide on the side, David Boyd, award-winning educator, transformational speaker, and certified life coach. It's time to start winning at life. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad you're here listening. I really am. I am so excited about today's episode. Last week, I gave a shout out to my class of 2023 graduates who commissioned as second lieutenants in the U.S. Air and Space Forces before talking about the importance of overcoming our anger, impatience, and frustration to prevent rash action. I shared some really personal stories, and in retrospect, I was a little zen last week. This week, I'm a little more fired up little more energetic. This week, I'd like to give a shout out to my brothers and sisters at the Enlisted Leadership Foundation, or the Foundry, in San Diego. Last week, I had the privilege of giving a presentation to them on Swinza's five essential attributes for leveling up our lives and our leadership. What an amazing group of people doing amazing things. Next week, I think I'll do my Warrior Unscripted, recapping some of the new material that I've developed since I introduced the topic way back in episode four including some two-minute exercises and some reflections. So stay tuned. And for all my new friends that I met at ELF last week, thank you for everything that you are doing. Thank you for your service. You are amazing, you are awesome, and you are absolutely essential in this world. If you'd like me to come and present to your group, either virtually or in person, shoot me an email. I'd love to work with you. If you're a visual learner like me, check out the blog version of this podcast at www.artofwarforlife.com, which includes all the Chinese characters I discuss along with additional images. Don't forget to join the Art of War for Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Art of War for Life. For any questions, comments, or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Oh, and as a reminder... The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force Academy, the Air Force, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government. Thank you. Thank you very much. This week we're talking about six tactics for taking the offensive and picking our battles in life. So let's go. In Chapter 3.3 of Swinza's Art of War, we read, Therefore, the strategy for deploying the army is this. When you outnumber the enemy tenfold, then surround them. Fivefold, then attack them. Twofold, then divide them. When the enemy is your equal, then engage them where you are able. When you are outnumbered, hold where you are able. When you are outmatched, then avoid them if at all possible. Otherwise, the inflexibility and rigidity of a small force is the captive prey of a larger force. I want to review a bunch of topics that Swinza is alluding back to that we've covered in previous episodes. In episode 10, we introduced Swinza's concept of exhausting and swaying the enemy without having to resort to combat, to stop chasing our own tails, and to get the enemy chasing theirs until they're so tired they just want to lay down and give up. In applying this to our resistance, we want to doubt our doubts instead of our potential and our possibility. In episode 18, we talked about uprooting 
our strongholds of safety, besieging our bastions of belittling beliefs, without having to go to total war and obliterating ourselves. We want to get to, we want to dig in, and we want to get to what is lying underneath those belittling beliefs, the walls that we hide behind, and we want to address that root cause. We want to uproot that. I'm reminded of a great story from history here about the fall of Babylonia, the capital of Babylon. In the ancient world, Babylon was the most powerful empire around, and the gates of Babylonia were called the gates that opened for no man. And yet when the Persian Empire came along, they found an ingenious way of doing just exactly what Swins is talking about here, and overthrowing the Babylonian Empire without having to engage in a lengthy, lengthy siege. After having already defeated the Babylonian army, the Persians marched to the gates of Babylonia, where they found formidable fortifications. Rather than spending years trying to besiege the city and throw themselves futilely at the walls, the Persians were smart. They went upstream of the city and discovered where the city was getting all of its water from. They then proceeded to divert the river so that it was no longer flowing into the city. A siege that would have taken years, potentially, was then reduced to a matter of days, because without water, people can't survive. Under these extreme circumstances, the people of Babylonia revolted and threw open the gates for the Persians, who were able to march in and take over the city without a fight. This is exactly the sort of tactic that Swinza is talking about, which also ties back to what I discussed in episode 13 about destroying those enemy states and, more personally, those enemy states of mind without protracted campaigns. And applying this to our own lives, we want to find those game-changing tactics that can shift the balance of power and tip the scales of life in our favor. We want to work smarter and not just harder. This also ties into the principle of preservation which I discussed in episode 17, that we want to preserve the vision of the benefits that we're trying to create when things get hard. We want to visualize the value of the victory that we're winning, like I discussed in episode 10. And we don't want to koto before the battle even begins, every time resistance rears its ugly head. We don't need to. We're stronger than that. We can kneel at the top of the cliffs of challenge in victory and not kneel before them, before the climb has even begun, down at the bottom, peering up at those cliffs of challenge and thinking, it's too much for me, as I discussed in episode 15. All of this ties together in what Swins is talking about today. See, once we get clear on our big deal, our grand endeavor, that what that is so important to us, as they discussed way back in episode one, and we really dig into our why, because our why is our way forward, as I discussed in episode three, we plan our course of action, and we need to plan for the opposition that we know we're going to face. It's gonna happen. There is going to be opposition and resistance to anything that we want to try and create. The grander the vision, the bigger the deal, the greater the opposition. And by the way, I have a great WHOOP worksheet to help us work through and dig into how all this works. WHOOP stands for What, Why, Outcome, Opposition, and Plans. 
If you'd like a copy, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com and I'll send it over. With all that strategy in mind, playing in the background, it's time to get really tactical. Swinza identifies six specific tactics for taking the offensive, taking back our lives, and picking our battles. They are, number one, surround and encircle. Number two, strike, take the offensive. Number three, divide and conquer. Number four, pick our battles, fight where we're able or most capable. Number five, maintain what we can, defend and hold on. Number six, when overwhelmed, avoid and find another way. It's time to mix things up. Tactic number one, surround and encircle. The etymology for the character surround, which is way, is pretty straightforward, but really interesting. The word means to surround and encircle, but it also means to protect. It is related to a family of words meaning to guard and protect. And it is literally an enclosure on the outside, surrounded by two feet going in opposite directions around an opening. You can think of somebody guarding an entrance or patrolling a gate, making their rounds. This is where we get the idea of surrounding and encircling from in Chinese. Interestingly enough, this is also the name of a really famous game in Chinese called Go. Some of you might have heard of it. It's a very simple game comprised of black and white stones played on a 17 by 17 grid. And the purpose of the game is to surround or encircle your enemy. If you haven't ever played it, look it up. Ancient Chinese strategists have been playing the game of Go for over 2,500 years to develop critical thinking problem-solving, and strategy. In particular, long-term strategy. There are a couple of lessons here for us in applying the principle of surrounding and encircling in our lives. One lesson is to come at our problems from multiple different angles, to get multiple different perspectives, to surround the issue and the challenge with multiple different vantage points to find the best opening the second is to just take massive action on a single objective, which we'll talk about more. Another application of this is to surround ourselves with supporters and people who are going to challenge us to help us see our blind spots and watch our backs. One of my friends and listeners of this podcast, Jared Alvey, recently sent me a video that I really needed to see. The video is of a three or four year old boy practicing karate. In the video, He's there with his sensei in his class and he's trying to break this board with his foot by doing this heel chop. And it's not working. It's not going well. And in one point in the video, the boy begins to cry and he says, I can't do it. But then his friends and his sensei, the people he has surrounded himself, rally around him and they start chanting his name and he gets a little bit of coaching about technique and stance and he tries a few more times and ultimately he's able to break the board. And when he breaks the board, the dojo goes nuts. You would think that this little three or four year old boy had just won the national championship. 
They were so happy and excited for him. It brought tears to my eyes. I'm going to post a link to this video on the show notes because I think it's such a powerful lesson of the importance of surrounding ourselves with people who will love us and encourage us even in the midst of our hardships and failure without blame, shame, and judgment and who will cheer us on even when we feel like we can't do it and who will continue to believe in us even when our own self-belief is wavering. Imagine how it would have gone for that child if he had not been surrounded by people who encouraged him and supported him and believed in him even in the midst of his setbacks. He would have believed and accepted that he can't and he would have carried that with him throughout his life. So surround yourselves with people who support you, who encourage you, who cheer for you, who believe in you, no matter what. If you don't have those people around you, then go find them and be that kind of person for everyone else around you. That is the fastest way to attract those sorts of people into your lives. And this ties into one more application about the principle of surrounding and encircling that I want to talk about. And this comes out of uh, firefighting. I have a dear friend who's a volunteer firefighter and one of the principles of firefighting in those life and death situations where firefighters get surrounded, they can do something that seems kind of counterintuitive, which is they can start their own fire in the center that will then burn outwards. It will burn outwards and it will meet the fire that is inbound. By doing this, they create a burn zone that actually protects them, creates a little bit of a barrier because there's nothing left to burn. So rather than letting the fire burn in and, and, and consume them, they take a proactive measure by starting a fire that they then send out this is an ingenious principle that has saved firefighters' lives. In applying it into our own situations, when we feel surrounded, when we feel encircled by problems, we can proactively make a decision to go out and face them and meet them head on. We don't just have to sit and wait and accept our fate. Number two, strike, take the offensive. In episode 18, Four Steps to Attack Our Day, I discussed the etymology of the word strike, gong, which means to strike or to attack. It also means to work and fight with whatever tools and weapons we have in our hands right now in this moment. This principle is about leveraging superior numbers in a more abstract sense. It's also about leveraging our strengths and our assets when the odds are in our favor. In episode seven, eight tactics to transform your life. I quoted ice hockey legend, Wayne Gretzky, who said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So when the odds are in our favor, when we have a good chance for success, a good shot, take our shot, make our move, take a risk, take a chance, get ourselves out there and engage. This one's pretty straightforward and we've already talked about it quite a bit, but don't be afraid to take the shot, even if we miss. Don't be afraid to take the chance, even if it doesn't work because we know exactly what the result is going to be if we don't take our shot, if we don't take our chance. Number three, 
Divide and Conquer. In episode 21, Overcoming the Anger of Frustration, Impatience, and Rash Action, we discuss the etymology of the word to divide. As part of rage, resentment, that impatient anger that cuts up and divides our hearts and eats away at us, worms our way into our emotions. Today, we're just going to talk about the top half, to divide, and talk about the principle of divide and conquer. In the West, this idea goes back to Julius Caesar, but long before Julius Caesar, Swinza had identified this as a critical tactic for picking our battles. In the words of Charlie Daniels, a big problem is many times just a series of smaller problems. Divide and conquer. It's all make the day count. The idea is to concentrate all of our firepower on a single target. The military example is, if we were exchanging fire with 10 enemy artillery units, and we had 10 artillery units of our own, if our 10 exchanged fire with their 10, one-on-one, -on -one, and if it takes five rounds for us to disable an enemy artillery unit, that means that we would be taking 40 to 50 rounds of enemy fire before destroying the enemy batteries. However, by concentrating all of our firepower on a single battery until it's destroyed, and then moving on to the next, we actually reduce the number of enemy fire to only 20 to 30 rounds, effectively cutting the amount of enemy fire that we take and the damage and injuries sustained by 50%. This is a huge strategic advantage. If any of you are familiar with Dave Ramsey, he applied this exact same tactic to personal finance when he came up with the idea of the debt snowball. The concept of the debt snowball is that instead of paying an extra $5 each to 10 of our debts, it's better to pay an extra $50 to a single debt and that we'll actually pay off our debts faster. In our own lives, let's deal with one problem at a time. Let's focus all of our energy on our top priority see it through, resolve the issue, overcome the challenge, achieve the result, and then move on to our next one. Number four, pick your battles. Fight where able and fight to the last. The last three tactics that Swinza identifies here, beginning with pick your battles, all incorporate the idea of capability. The Chinese character is Nung, which means ability or capability. And I discussed this back in episode six. The etymology is actually of a bear. A bear being a very capable omnivore that can thrive in almost any environment. The idea here is when we're evenly matched with an opponent, we want to pick our battles. We want to fight in the areas where we have the best capabilities, where we can leverage our strengths and our assets and our resources and our support networks that we choose to fight on our own terms rather than playing into someone else's hand, playing their game. The character that Swinza uses here, meaning to fight or battle, is Jun. It depicts the classic Chinese dagger axe on the right-hand side next to a single cicada on the left. The left hand provides a sound, but there's also a little bit of, there's also a little something that we can draw here. This word for cicada also means single. And so taken together, this idea of battling, of fighting, conveys the idea that at the end of the day, we're the ones that have to fight our own battles. Yes, we Yes, we surround ourselves with allies, we collect resources, we find mentors, we team up, but at the end of the day, especially in the context of the warrior mindset, 
we fight our battles inside, in the silent chambers of our own hearts, our own minds, our own souls. And we fight to the last. No one else can fight these battles for us. So it is important that we pick our battles wisely. We play to our strengths. We don't have to show up to every argument or every party that we're invited to. And if we fight every battle, we may not have the strength and energy to fight the ones that really matter. So fight on our own terms. We only have so much time and energy each day. So don't waste time fighting losing battles or fighting over things that just don't matter in the bigger picture. There is plenty to fight over in this world. The question is, is this worth fighting for or fighting about? Is this a hill worth dying on? Number five, hold what you can. The fifth of Swinza's six tactics for picking our battles is to hold on to what we can. The context of this is when we can't overcome or attack a problem, we either we just don't have the energy or the strength or the resources or the time at the moment to deal with an issue, to hold on, to maintain, to keep up, to defend, not lose the ground we've already won, the things we already have going. The Chinese character here is Shou, which means to hold, to defend, to maintain. It's comprised of a roof over a hand holding a weapon or a tool. The idea is, how would we defend our homes? How would we maintain our homes? How would we hold on when everything else is gone? We would defend our homes at all costs. Even if we had to let some stuff go out there, that is the sort of last ditch effort, concentrated, dedicated sentiment behind guarding, preserving, maintaining, and holding on. When we feel like our time, energy, or money is insufficient, that we're getting stretched too thin, then it's time to cut back on the extra things and focus on maintaining the most important priorities of our lives. This goes back to scheduling our priorities, which I discussed in episode 21, and structuring our lives so that we can make the best use of our time and energy, which I discussed in episode 11. So when things get difficult and challenges arise and we need to cut back, let's focus on the most important priorities and most importantly, hold on, hold out, hang in, hang on. Things will get better. We can turn things around. We can dig in and get through any challenges or problems that we face. There is always a way. Sometimes we just need to hold on a little longer. And if you feel like you've been hanging onto that cliff for a long time, just keep holding on. Make a move. Try something different. But hang on. Don't ever give up. No matter how insurmountable the obstacles seem, no matter how overwhelming the odds, don't give up. Hang on. Things will get better. We'll get through. Number six, avoid when possible. It might sound counterintuitive to avoid problems, issues, or challenges in our lives. That's not exactly what Swins is talking about here. The word that he uses is be, and its etymology means to return or to find another way. We don't just have to accept defeat. We don't have to walk in front of a firing squad or just bow down and take it. In episode seven, Eight Tactics to Transform Your Life, I introduced the concept of playing to our strengths and not playing into other people's hands. There's always another way, a third, a fourth, or a fifth option. In episode seven, we talked about avoiding other people's strengths, not going toe to toe 
with other people's strengths and not walking in front of a firing squad. The idea is to avoid unnecessary drama and conflict, to not fight losing battles, and to live to fight another day. Don't keep fighting battles that are already lost or that we don't gain anything by winning. If there is one rule to life, it is there is always another way. There's always a way through. There's always a way around. We don't have to get dragged into all the drama. We don't have to get caught up in all the contention. There's always another option. We can choose a different path. Today we've talked about six tactics for picking our daily battles. The first one is to surround and encircle. We want to come at our problems from multiple different angles. We want to get a 360 degree view, a comprehensive picture of what we're facing and how to solve it, how to move on, how to move forward. Another aspect of this is we want to surround ourselves with those who will support and encourage and challenge and strengthen us. Number two, take your shot, strike, attack, get on the offensive, find those spots, make your move, take your shot, take a risk. Third, divide and conquer. Focus on the most important thing. Concentrate all of our efforts there. We wanna take those big, overwhelming, insurmountable challenges and cut them up into smaller bite-sized chunks. This just goes back to the classic adage, how do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Fourth, pick our battles. Fight where we're able and fight to the last. Play to our strengths. Don't play into others' hands. Play our game. Be true to ourselves. Number five, hold on. Just hold on, hang on, hang in. Things will get better. And number six, avoid losing battles and no-win scenarios. Avoid those Kobayashi Maru situations in our lives. There's always a third or fourth or fifth option. You can avoid the unnecessary drama, not get caught up in the conflict, and live to fight another day. And we can stop fighting battles that are already lost or that don't gain us anything by winning. As we apply these six tactics in our lives, we'll start winning more, whatever that looks like for us, personally. I hope these six tactics were helpful for you, and I hope that you can find ways to start applying them in your lives. Most importantly, keep fighting. Fight smarter, not just harder. It's time to take back our lives and start winning our daily battles. We don't have to just keep losing. We don't have to accept defeat. Victory is just on the other side. Just try one more time. Give yourself another chance. Give someone else another chance. A clean slate, a new beginning, a fresh start. Don't give in to doubts, to fear, and don't use the past as proof that you're doomed to fail. Give yourself grace and space to create something new. Doesn't matter how many times we've tried and failed in the past. Just like with Thomas Edison, failed over a thousand times to create the light bulb. It doesn't matter. What matters is the one time he succeeded. That's all we need is a single success to turn things around. So hold on, keep fighting. Whatever your challenges and struggles may be in your lives right now, don't give up. Figure out what the most important thing is. Divide and conquer. Focus all your efforts on one single task that you can do to turn your life around. Take one step closer to where you wanna be and who you wanna be and how you wanna show up in your lives. Come at the problem from a lot of different angles. Get other people's perspectives that who you trust, who will encourage and support you in tackling this. And then make your move, take your shot, take a risk, take a chance. Put yourself out there, try, and try again. You can do it. Victory is on the other side of one 
more try. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you found this podcast impactful, please like and subscribe and join us for new episodes every Warrior Wednesday. For more information, tools, and resources to help you in your daily battles, for questions or to work with me, shoot me an email at artofwarforlife at gmail.com. Most importantly, always remember the power to win resides within. There is always a way.